0: Amen. Good morning. Welcome to Cornerstone Church. My name is Sean Apkin. If you're visiting with us, thanks for coming today. You've got a treat today. Our pastor of youth ministries, uh, Pastor Patrick, is going to be giving you word. Let's give him a hand right now. Amen, amen. Good morning, good morning. Well, I just want to say that I love the, the Hillens and, and Vicky, and it's been an honor just getting to serve alongside her and getting to know her and also getting to know all her kids. We have all four of the Hill and Children, uh, coming to Cornerstone Youth and coming through there. And so it's been amazing. And, and pray for them because they have four teenagers in their house all at once. So, But they're awesome kids, and we love their family. And But uh, I also just want to honor our pastors, um, Pastor Sean and, and Lisa. Um, they're just such an amazing, amazing couple. And um, many of you may not know this, but uh, my wife and I, we moved from uh, Tampa, Florida, actually, to Kansas City. At the end of 2014, and uh, uh, it's it's been a struggle with the weather for my wife. Um, she's been uh, a little bit bitter towards me, and um, but you know sometimes we just like pull up a, a you know a tropical sunset on the computer, and I let her look at that, and it soothes her for a little bit. But then sometimes it also makes her angry at me. So it's you know fifty fifty. We gamble sometimes, but but uh, when we moved here, uh, Pastor Sean and Lisa they opened up their home to us, and uh, it, it was just such a blessing uh, while we were looking for housing, and uh, I say all that to say this, is that sometimes in life we encounter leadership or, or people in our lives that that uh, they put on a pretty face, you know, and uh, not to say that you don't have a pretty face, Pastor, but, but you know, they, they paint it on, and then they know how to, to talk the talk and, and make things look good, but uh, I'll tell you the same man that stands here week after week on the platform is the same man that goes to pick up his, his children every day at school, and, uh, and loves his family and loves you and loves this church. And so let's just give them a round of applause and just thank them for all that they do. And uh, we love you. But uh, uh, I'm excited to be here this morning. I'm excited for the word that I feel like the the Lord has placed on my heart. And um, and it's something that uh, most of you probably wouldn't necessarily be excited about to talk about. Um, but this morning my, my, my message is titled, Disrupting... Disappointment, disrupting disappointment, and uh, many of you, as we say that word disappointment, you already begin to think of the 2016 presidential candidates, and um, <clears throat> and you start to get anxiety, but it's okay, it's okay, the Lord is, gonna, is sovereign, and He knows what's going on, but um, I, I want to talk about this because I feel like as, uh, as Christians, sometimes we struggle with dealing in the topic of disappointment, you know, and, and we like to kind of swerve around the hard questions and, and, and just kind of loop around by just saying God is good, you know, and that's true and that's great, but we also have to come at a practical level and understand how do I deal with these things in my life that have disappointed me? How, how do I deal with seasons in life where I just feel like it's come up short? And I, and I feel like I failed, or I feel like someone has hurt me, or I've been uh, been taken advantage of, and there, there's all kinds of different disappointments we face in life. And you know, as as a child, uh, we get we encounter a disappointment pretty quickly. You know, our parents say, "No more fruit snacks. You've had twelve packs. Uh, it's enough. Stop." And so we we learn disappointment with our parents, and then as uh, youth and 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 uh you know junior high and high school students uh they get even more frustrated with their parents because there's curfews and and so the disappointment comes in whenever you can't do what you want to do when you want to do it you know and then with young adults they get uh frustrated with their parents again because everything that their parents told them and warned them about actually is true and so they're struggling and having a hard time with all of that and and uh and trying to figure out how to be an adult and then as adults uh we, we encounter uh, disappointment a lot of times because now we're the parents and we're the ones having to distribute the disappointment. And we say, no, it's time to go to bed. No, you can't go there. You can't do that. And so we, we are well acquainted with the idea of disappointment throughout all ages of our lives. And, uh, and so I thought it was important to, to just dive into this topic this morning. So if you have your Bibles with you, let, let me see them. That's what we do always on Wednesday nights with our students. We hold up our Bibles. Do you love, do you love the Word of God this morning? Yeah? Yeah. Uh, some of y'all didn't seem too enthusiastic. Maybe we need to start, you know, a reading plan, pastor, or something like that. But, um, but, but, but we love the word of God around here, so we're going to turn to Luke chapter thirteen, Luke thirteen, in verse six. Now I'm reading out the New King James Version, and I got myself in trouble first service because I was. Uh, kind of ragging on everybody who had like an iPad or an an iPhone or whatever and said, like, maybe you'll get into heaven if you have, like, a screen, but, you know, pages is really what saves you. It's kind of what I was just joking around or whatever. And then I had to pull my phone out of my pocket. I forgot that I was using that. So I won't make fun of you this morning. But uh, Luke 13 and verse 6, Luke 13 and verse 6, it says, He also spoke this parable. We're talking about Jesus here. And he says, a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I've come seeking fruit on this tree and found none. Cut it down. That's kind of the attitude I've had towards the chiefs over the last decade, just to get rid of them. Let's just throw them out. But they did all right this year. It's okay. We'll we'll see what happens. He says, Why does it use up the ground? Why is it even here? But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also. Until I dig around it and fertilize it, and if it bears fruit, it is well. But if not, after that, you can cut it down. Pray with me, if you will. Father, we just thank you so much for this morning, God. We thank you for a house where your presence dwells, God. We thank you that a body of believers can come together and shout to Jesus, and shout his praises, Father. We thank you that you're here now. We thank you that you're opening our hearts and our, eye, our eyes and our ears and our minds to receive all that you have for us this morning. God, I pray that everything that is said this morning will be of you. We love you, Father. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. Amen, amen. amen. So with disappointment, a lot of times I feel like we come to a place where life can just crush Our dreams—it just has that unique ability to do that, right? You know, for me, for instance, a lot of you have come to me because you have found out that I like Mexican food, and so you will, uh, you know, uh, try to recommend a restaurant to me. Well, I married into a Mexican family, and so when you marry into a Mexican family, you encounter meals that are literally small miracles on a plate, and and uh, it's just you just end up speaking in tongues. You got your hands raised, you're dancing around the house. It's crazy, and uh, and so. Uh, I've had a few suggestions since we've been here in Kansas City about, yeah hey, you guys need to try this place. You're really going to love this. This is authentic. It's really, 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 really good, right? And so we show up, we're excited to we get the plate in front of us, and immediately we can just tell this isn't going to go well. And so uh, I know that even some of you after service, it happened at first service, you're going to come and be like, listen, I know, I know, I know. Listen, don't break my heart, okay? <laughs> I know what's going to happen. But life has that tendency just to come in and crush dreams when we have this expectation for a certain result, a certain outcome, a certain way things are going to happen, this plan that we have in our head, these goals that we want to reach, these places that we want to go, and yet we just come up short, or it was snatched out before us before we were even able to grab a hold of it. And so today I want to talk about why this passage is significant in order for us to overcome and disrupt what the enemy is trying to do in disappointment. And so, I want to share with you three things that I feel like the Lord showed me through this passage. And, and in context, just so you know, it, the historical value of the text is that Jesus is actually trying to uh, explain through a parable his dissatisfaction with the religious system, okay? With the leaders of, of, of the, uh, the synagogue and, you know, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all these, these religious rulers who were just being prideful and trying to build a kingdom for themselves. And so, in, in, in historical context, that's what it's talking about. But when I read this a few weeks back i felt like the lord just spoke to me about some things in my own life and so i was wondering if it's okay with you if i just preach from what's going on in in my life is that okay if we get personal this morning because i feel like sometimes uh it's easy for us to come with an encouragement and with you know a bible verse and and a strong you know three-point message and, and we just give it to you and it's good and everything but i feel like the times where i've been changed the most in church is when there was transparency and there were things that were shared that actually helped the people with the microphone. And so that's what I want to do this morning. I want, I want to share this morning three ways to disrupt disappointment. Three ways to disrupt disappointment. And so the first one, if we look at, at the passage there, we see that we have this man who owns a vineyard. And in the vineyard, which I don't know why, he has a tree planted there, a fig tree. And he goes to the fig tree seeking figs. That's logical, right? And he shows up, and there's no figs to be found. He's shaking the branches, looking all around. There's not one fig to be found. And so he gets frustrated, gets mad, gets angry, and says, cut it down. I'm tired of it. Come on, man, let's do this. We're getting this thing out of here. I'm going to plant something else that's going to give me something good because this thing is barren. And so often in our lives, I feel like we have the same attitude as this man. And when hard times come, when disappointment reaches our door, we decide, all right, I'm out. And I'm done. And so the first point I want to give you today is hold tight. Hold tight. The gardener, he says, leave it alone for a year. A year? Are you kidding me? A year? Well, sometimes when we hear that word, it's like, okay, that's a lot of time. But 2015 flew by for me, and we're already into almost the second month of 2016. I feel like we were just at the New Year's Eve party the other day. So a year is really not that long, but a lot of times when we hear, okay, it's time for you to wait. We think of the DMV and we start cussing. Listen, I'll pray for you as long as you pray for me, okay? I'm gonna tweet out next time I go to the DMV, just send some prayers that way, okay? But we think of waiting as this bad season, this terrible time in our lives, right? But he says, hold on, just wait a minute. Just wait a minute. Don't cut it down. I love that that this is the gardener speaking because in John chapter 15, Jesus is talking about how he is the vine, but he's also the gardener. And he comes and he prunes and he corrects and he makes things work the way that they're supposed to when there's growth, growth growing incorrectly. And so he says, just wait a minute. Let's just hold on a second. You don't need to go running out the door screaming, kicking, crying, and cussing. Okay, Just, just calm down. Let's just wait and, and let's just see what happens. So often we get into the mode of this isn't working, this isn't working, this isn't working, so it needs to be thrown away. And a lot of times we experience this in our workplace, we experience this sometimes in ministries where, where it's just not happening, it's just not working, so we kind of get kicked to the curb. Or maybe we've done that to someone else before where it's like, uh, you're, you're not really the fit, so, so let's, let's move on. Or, or maybe we've got passed up for promotion and, and we're like, okay, I'm done with this place. Or maybe our spouses, the, the person that we married was our best friend, but years later we're looking at a stranger. And, and so we're tired of the way that things are, and so it's time to leave, it's time to let it go, it's time to cut it out and get rid of it. For me, I'm a very impatient person. I like to move on to the next thing, go to the next thing. My brain is typically working seven steps ahead. And so if you're talking to me, I've already thought about lunch. I've thought about how I need to walk the dog. i thought about what's going on on Wednesday night. I, I'm always bouncing to the next thing. And, and as a society, that's just kind of how we're wired now. We're thinking about what can I do next? What well, this isn't working, so I'm going the opposite direction. Traffic is bad, so I'm getting off on this exit. I'm going to go a different way, Right? But I feel like the Holy Spirit just impressed on my heart when I read this. He's like, you need to slow down, and you need to wait. He's like, but God, I've been waiting for three years for figs. I've been waiting for three years for you to do something. I've been waiting for three years for a promotion. I've been waiting for three years for my marriage to turn around. I've been waiting for three years for my son to talk to me. I've been waiting, I've been waiting, I've been waiting. I'm tired, I don't want to wait anymore. He says, wait wait, I have a perspective that is above yours. I see the big picture. I see what's happening. I see what's surrounding. I know why there's traffic. I know why you haven't had the promotion. I know why you're in a season of transition. I know why this hasn't happened. And we have to understand that growth and fruit is not produced in our own time or ability, but it is through the Lord and it's grown by his spirit. Hold tight. Just hold tight for a little bit longer. Just see what happens here if we understand that that the Lord works out all things for the good of those that love him, then we have to believe that in this circumstance and in this situation, he is God and he is sovereign. Amen? So first thing, hold tight. Don't let go. Don't let go. The second thing, he says, wait for a year. Let's just hold off. Let's just give me some time and let me dig around the tree. Let me dig around. So my second point is dig down dig down because the fruit that you see with your eyes is always a direct result of the roots that you cannot see he said i gotta expose some things that are at a lower level they're they're beneath the surface of what you can see today and that's where the real issue is it's not with the leaves it's not with the branches it's with the roots we have, to, uh, we have to expose some issues in our lives that may be causing a stunted growth. And I'm going to say this, and I know that I'm going to get some glares and some, some just mean faces out of y'all. But just maybe, maybe it's not your spouse. Maybe it's an issue, a root in your own heart that you haven't dealt with yet. Maybe the fact is not that you have bad kids. Maybe it's that you have not opened your ears to hear from the Spirit of how you need to handle their situation. We have to get down deep. we got to dig some things out of the way, move some obstacles. Maybe there's some rocks blocking the roots from growing. Maybe there's some source of, of illegitimate feeding happening there. And we just need to, to expose those things and allow the Lord to deal with it. Do some open heart surgery this morning and let the Holy Spirit come in and say, this is not for me. Say, I, I know that that hurts you, but there's no reason to allow it to stay. I, I, I know that you've been waiting and I know that you've, you've dealt with this and I know that this is painful, but you have to allow me to show you the way that you need to grow. And says, Let me dig out some things. Let me get down to the, the real root of the issue. See, the health and the quality of what is being grown in your life, the, the health and the quality of the fruit that you produce is going to be directly related to the health and the quality of the, element, the, the fundamental elements in your life. So how good is, is your, your time in the Word? How good is your time in prayer? How good is your time in worship? How, how good is your relationship with your wife? How good is your communication? How, good, how, how long have you been spending time with, with your, your family? How, long, how much time have you been given? What are the fundamentals that you have been uh, slacking in? What are, the, what are the areas in your life that you have let loose because of the busyness and the tedious, tediousness of, of life? What, what have you allowed to come in and allow the priorities in life To slip we got to dig down we got to get in the dirt we got we've got to get into the middle of what's going on and sometimes it's painful and it's dirty and it's hard work and often as as Christians we, we come in thinking that because I finished with one season of disappointment I'm I'm done with it I'm out of it but then all of a sudden we hit another wall and some of us may be new Christians and we think, man, th- this Christian thing is going to be great. I- I'm just going to step out of all of the junk that I was in in my life and, and the things are just going to get better overnight. The truth is that it takes time. It takes time for those things to change. It takes time for roots to grow. It's so, so important that you get connected to a body of God, to a house of God, where you can grow your roots down. In today's church society, there's a lot of what's called church hopping, where it's, I'm here for a year, and then I'm there the next year. And, and I go back to that church for the next year, and, and, and something happens, so I just move here, and I go there, and I do this, and I, and something happens, and I don't really like it. And so I'm going to go here. I don't like the music there. Or the music's better there. And I get, and I just bounce around. But but God has called us to stay put for a little while so that roots can be established. That's another reason why he says wait for a little bit, because it's important that your roots go down deep. And if they do not go down deep, then you are as, being, you are asking to be knocked over. You're, you are asking. You are asking for more disappointment. Roots create an established, strong believer. God is requiring that of us in order for us to to continue. And what he's calling you to do in order for those dreams that he's placed in your heart to come to life, in order for for you to go into the next season victoriously, we have to to be mature believers. And sometimes that means helping our family dig up some dirt too. Coming in and being the men and women that God has called us to be and say, let me pray with you. Coming in and asking for forgiveness. Coming in and saying, saying, listen, the Lord told me this. Not in condemnation, not out of judgment, not because we know better, because we're allowing the Lord to speak through us. Amen? So, we want to hold tight. We want to wait for the Lord's timing. We want to dig down and expose and get deep into the roots. We want to allow God to mature us. And the third thing that we want to do is we want to shop organic. And I know some of you are like, dude, organic is expensive. Slow your roll. okay? But, what I mean by that is that you do not want to go and just start throwing things into your cart without reading the label. Okay? You can have a cart full of hot dogs and Wonder Bread and Mountain Dew, and it's going to taste great. It's going to be a great tailgate party. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, good. it's a good time, and it, it's a quick meal, and it's easy cleanup. But the results that you will get over an extended period of time will not be the results that you like. Because when you look in the mirror and the cheeks are a little bit fuller, or, uh, or you have to go to the doctor because you uh, have uh, pains in your chest, or, or whatever's going on, you're going to wish, okay, maybe I should have read the label a little bit better. Maybe I should have looked into what I was putting in. And so the third thing here is uh, shop organic, and it's because it, our spirits require the right nutrients. As, as people of God, we cannot just live our lives allowing anything to feed us allowing anything just to come in and that's what we drink and that's what we eat so the gardener says i'm gonna let it wait i'm gonna i'm gonna dig around it i'm gonna expose it and then i'm gonna fertilize it because he knew that the tree needed in order to produce something to feed off of it had to feed first and it had to feed from a good source if we feed ourselves junk, then we're going to produce junk or we'll produce nothing at all. So I'm going to fertilize it. I'm I'm going to get down deep and I'm going to I'm really going to give this thing all that I can in order to make it work. I have a a a chocolate lab that my wife and I bought about a year ago and uh and he was a demon, okay? And uh since then he's been exercised and, you know, he's saved and everything. It's all good. But <clears throat> uh when we got him for probably, I don't know, the first nine months or so, he, he was just getting sick over and over and over again. There, there was always something happening. We had to take him to the vet. We had to take him to the vet. I had to take him to the vet, right? And so I got fed up with it because the vet was just like, yeah, he's sick. He needs some medicine. Give me your money. And I was like, I don't want to give you my money. And so I decided I'm going to do something. I, I'm going to look into this for myself. And I started doing some research online. And, and, uh, and so I found out that most of the dog foods that are on the market are just full of junk. It's just filler, just to get your dog's belly full, and, and that's it. They don't care about his health. They don't care about how long he lives. They don't care about your vet bill. And so I was like, man, this is, this is dumb. And so what it recommended is that you make his food. And so we started making my dog's food. I know you're like, man, that dog is spoiled. Yes, he eats better than me on most days, okay? And so we, we switched the food, and we started making the food at home, right? And since we've done that, he hasn't had any health issues. We haven't taken him to the vet one time. And it's because what you put in is what you will get out. That's why it's so important that we allow God to speak to us through his word. It's so important that we come into a place where we know his spirit is leading and there's leadership there that is speaking from the heart of God because we need that to feed on. We need that to grow through. We need that in order to overcome the obstacles that so often are presented to us. When disappointment shows up, if we are not strong and filled with his spirit and filled with his word, then all that's going to happen is we're going to get frustrated and burnt out. We have to allow ourselves to be fertilized and to be grown. I love the, the King James here. Uh, it says that, let, me, let it wait a year, let me dig around it, and he says, let me dung it. Let me dung it, okay? And in case you don't know what that means, that means let me put some manure on it. Some, 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 let me dump some things on it, okay? And so I love that because a lot of times we think uh, as Christians that uh, our time in the Lord is just going to be like this like holy moment, right? Where like I'm going to open up my Bible and there's going to light shine forth and, and my eyes are open to the glory of the Lord, right? But a lot of times it's like, whew, I'm tired and we have to press through it and we gotta get through some junk but also I like it because sometimes I feel like the disappointment in our lives comes more from ourselves than anybody else and our own failure seems like this junk that's just piled on top of this life that we're trying to lead but I wanna say this today is that some of the best fertilizer comes out of failure some of the the greatest growth that you will ever experience in your life will come out of disappointment. Because it is the Lord saying, listen, I know that it's tough and I know that things aren't perfect. I know that you're struggling and I know that it's a hard time and I know that it hurts really, really bad. But if you just lean on me and allow my strength and my spirit to give you all that you need, then you will have victory. Then you will make it through this season. But we feel like, man, I've messed up, I've failed, I can't do this on my own. And we just fluster out and we give up and it's over and it's time to quit. And we're calling the the white flag in, we're we're retreating, we're we're done with all that it is that we've been doing. But he says, listen, through your failure, through your weakness, I am strong. I have all that you need. And I'm going to ask the team to, to join me back up here. Because you know the keyboard, that just makes everything more spiritual. Just feels good, you know. Don't you don't gotta lie about it. It just feels good. So in in this in this battle against disappointment, I believe that the Lord wants us to come to a place. Not of frustration, not of of brokenness, but of boldness to step in and say, God, that no matter what, this world brings my way. No matter how many times I've been looked over for promotion. No matter how many times we fought this week, no matter how many times I felt like I had to yell at the kids or I had to clean a mess up or I was running late or I got stuck in traffic or the doctor's report was not what I wanted, I'm going to let your voice lead me. I'm not going to step out of this season prematurely because I know that you're fighting for me. I know that you see me. I know that you love me. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you come and that you move in my heart the things that need to be removed. You pull out of me the things that are standing in the way of real fruit in my life. And I pray, God, that you would grow me in such strength. I pray, Lord, that you would grow me in your word and in your spirit. I pray, Lord, that I would be more like Jesus every day. I believe that's the way that we're to handle disappointment. The enemy would have us begging for it to be over. Our flesh would tell us run as fast as you can for the door. Because it's hard in there. It's tough in there. But John 16, says this. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident, certain, and undaunted. For I have overcome the world. He's overcome your disappointment. He's overcome your situation. He's already stood in the place and paid the price for you to win the battle that you feel like you're fighting and have been fighting and will keep fighting. He's already stepped in and given you victory. We just have to let the Lord be the Lord in our life. I'm gonna ask that you stand with me today because I wanna pray for you. And I want us to walk out of this place empowered, full of his spirit, and ready to keep fighting. Before I pray, I want to just make mention of one last thing. If we read the passage, it really ends there. The gardener says, let's wait, let's dig, let's fertilize. And in a year, we'll see what happens. It never says whether the figs grow or not. And I believe that that Jesus knew exactly what he was doing when he spoke those words. Because so often in life we're looking for a formula. The ABCs of how to succeed. And, and we listen to podcasts and we, we watch all these videos about how to, to make our business grow and how to, to make our relationship work and, and how to be a good parent and, and all of these things. It's not about a formula, it's not about a process or a procedure. It's about listening to the spirit of the Lord and letting him produce in you his will for your life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for your presence being here. God, we thank you for your word going forth and, and planting seed in our hearts. God, I pray, Lord, that our spirits would grab a hold of it, God, and that it would take root in our life. God, and we thank you, Lord, that out of these seasons of disappointment, out of these seasons of confusion, out of these seasons of hurt, out of these seasons of pain and circumstances that are beyond us, God, that we would come into a place where we rely wholly on your Spirit. God, I thank you that you brought the Counselor in your place. That, Holy Spirit, you are coming and you are speaking now to us, even about particular situations that we're in about particular deeds that had been done to us and and situations that we've dealt with. And God, I pray, Lord, that right now we would just be encouraged by your spirit to press on, to hold on, to dig down, to let our roots grow deep, Lord. And God, I pray, God, that we are fed by your presence in this place. God, I thank you that we have victory through your son. God I thank you that through Jesus we have overcome and in unity we will continue to overcome by your spirit in Jesus mighty and holy name everybody say it. amen amen I love you thank you amen have a blessed day amen wow Man, that phrase that God will use your disappointments and your your mistakes as fertilizer for what he wants to do. That's powerful, amen. How many of you guys ever had a disappointment or made a mistake before? Amen? That God can use that, amen. Come on, give the Lord praise for that word. How's that? Amen. amen. I love that. Amen. Won't you be seated just for a moment? Get out your bulletins and uh, start filling out your connection cards.